This is the K-pop cast, bringing you the best sounds and ideas in K-pop each week. I'm your host Stephanie, and I'm your DJ. Oh, I'm not your DJ. I'm your cutie, the Michaela. I'm DJ John. Thanks for having me back. Yeah, our our new DJ. We we kicked out Peter. John's our new DJ. Sorry, been replaced. I'm taking over, Peter. No, <laughs> taking over. Peter. No, no, no. <laughs> No, but on the real, this week it's another round of hit replays and how you minute. But before we dive in, don't forget to join the K-pop cast community on Slack and sign up for hard-hitting editorial on our newsletter. Links to those in the episode description. Okay, and then let's dive into our hit replays for this week. Replays are songs we recommend y'all listen to on repeat or replay for the week and. Because we still sold out for YouTube, at least for this episode, I think uh, we'll be watching and reacting to the songs together. So, podcast listeners, if you want to react along with us, we'll give a countdown before we play each song. So, without further ado, John, you are our guest for today. So, what is your hit replay for this week? All right, I really like the title, whatever the uh, single from Lightsum, but I like their B side. It's called Q. It's just funky to me. <laughs> yeah. I like it a lot. Yeah, I think Lightsum. They're still they're still like a new rookie group, right? There's I I honestly yeah. don't know that much about them. Yeah, me neither. So thanks for sharing. Sure. I mean, you know, they had that Vanilla record, you know, last year, whatever, two years. They've been around for a minute now. Because if like in K-pop time, like six oh, months that's is forever. like they're year. seasoned <laughs> veterans. Two years. Yeah, <laughs> I think so. How are they still alive? Maybe it was 2021. Maybe it was last year. So yeah, they're they're still pretty new, but they just had a comeback, an EP release, and the single was really good. But I like the I like this one because it was just you know more hip hoppy. Mm-hmm. We know you like the hip hop. Yeah. So listeners, if you want to react along with us, we're going to hit play in three, two, one. So this is from the the showcase, right? Yeah. Mm. There's no video. Ooh, sharp choreo. Yeah. Very synchronized, hard hitting. Yeah, because they're from Cube, so they're G Idol and CLC and yep. Four Minutes, Four minutes. little girl, sister girl group. That's right. How old are they? They seem young. Yeah, they're all really young. <laughs> all, all millennium babies, I think. Oh, gosh. And some of the members, I believe, right, are from Japan. Mm-hmm. That's in vogue these days. Mm-hmm. Oh, her pointy shoulders. This is jamming, right? Okay, right. <laughs> Bust it down. Come on, girls. There was, there was one member at the end of that line that didn't quite connect. <laughs> Sure, they let her have it at the end. Right. Yeah, the drop, the hook is strong. Yeah. 
what the Q means? You know what the Q is, John? I think they're talking about like music Q. Oh, okay. I don't think they're Ooh, talking they about. They turned yes. on the red lights. Yeah. Uh oh. Breakdown. Oh. Uh, <laughs> I thought she was gonna say something nasty. What? But they just started the chorus <laughs> they again. They can't do that. <laughs> yes, I forgot where I was. Yeah. Ah, the leg wiggle, one of my favorite dance moves. <laughs> yeah. Oh, cute. Golf clap. So yeah. cute. Nice hip hop egg yo combo. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean. Uh, I love that stuff. All right. All right. Yeah. Yeah. So Stephanie. Yeah. Moving on to you. So um, what is what is your hit replay for this week? My hit replay is uh, from Monster X. It's I think their latest release. Love. Yeah, their last comeback. And yeah. Yes, their latest comeback. And like I've been a fan of theirs for a long time. And I think my my experience this past week of like going through all of the K-pop comebacks and latest releases. Like there was a lot of songs from like rookie groups, young artists. And when I saw Monster X come on and they just killed it with that like mature swag, I was like, ooh, yes, I miss this. Like it's so nice to see a veteran in the game just like deliver with their face, deliver with like a look. And this like 90s, definitely 90s themed swaggerific song uh, just like checked all the boxes for me. So, and they look good. <laughs> let's check it out. Mm -hmm. All right. Yeah. So let's, listeners, let's get into it. We're going to hit play in three, two, one. Oh, this intro kills me every time. What do you think love is? Yeah. <laughs> Minyog's Min lips at that part don't really like sync up mm. quite well. I thought it was funny. Mm. The bed squeaks. Mm, is that a squeaky bed, perhaps? <laughs> <laughs> I think these top the bed squeaks in, in EXO's. Oh gosh, ah, yes. Yeah, you know, you know. First sighting of the pimp cane. Right. This Alert. Is... Oh, that high note. Kihan. Wearing the crown because he's the king of the vocals. I need more. That was just a taste, but he does it again later. Got a saxophone on the back? Maybe. There's definitely piano, there's guitar. Definitely, definitely grown and sexy in this whole yes. music video. Yeah. Ooh. I love this breakdown. I can't with the glitter Enjoy part. Enjoy the show. Oh. All right, that saxophone Feel right my there. rhythm and flow. <laughs> we could take it fast or slow. Jew honey. Oh, I love his verse. Now you see got some of C on Jenna Hell of the E. 
So many tasteful references to 90s hip hop and R&B. That piano. Yeah, that's definitely like no diggity. That's from no diggity, yeah. Absolutely. But I'm here for it. I don't care. It's totally ripped off, but I think they did something cool with it. That's what they're doing. Yeah. I think they could have chosen a different point dance. <laughs> They're just like slapping themselves while saying shot for the love. <laughs> Again, th- this glitter part, I can't. The glitter and the piano. Like, it's so pretty, but it just makes me itchy. <laughs> itchy. No, not itchy. If you want me. There's the saxophone. Yeah, it definitely yeah. gets jazzy right here in the bridge. Stop it up. Stop it up. Stop it up. Stop it up. Footwork. Dust it off. Oh, he killed his point too. Just missing show new. Yeah. In military service. Oh gosh. But his members held it down. Mm-hmm. Oh, that synth is crazy. Mm. Oh, love the love the gentle caress of the microphone. Yes. Mm. Could use a zoom in on that. Yeah. Love. Ow. Love it. Yeah, that's a true hit replay for me. I added a lot of songs to my library, but like I skip a lot of those other ones. <laughs> How many times have you, have you listened to it? Oh gosh, um, more than ten? Probably like, yeah, probably twenty something. Oh, all right. Mm-hmm. That's the thing is like, YouTube has that new feature, right, where it shows you like the most replayed moment from the music video. Oh yeah, and the, for that one, it's that first part where where Young One's like, "What do you know about love?" Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, because because you, you mentioned Shonu isn't in this this comeback, but yeah. again, even though you know we miss him, it's still giving all the other members so much more time to shine. And I yes, feel like Kyungwon especially, like he's kind of having his mm-hmm. his moments in these past few comebacks. Like I would say from Love Killer on, where you get to see mm-hmm. more of him, hear more of his voice in the songs, and he's really kind of like coming into his right. own. He was an underrated kind of forgotten member right, for he me. Right, because he was the visual. Until now. Like, yeah. he, was, he, was, mm-hmm. he was the face. Like, he's there to look sure, at. Sure. And, like, he was an amazing dancer. But now you get yeah. to see more of him as, like, the singer and the artist and performer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Monster X still showing us new charms this late in the game. All right, so, Michaela, you are next. Oh, here we What's go. your hit yeah. replay? So, my hit replay... Ooh. You know, show, showing us new charms, charms that we've been waiting <laughs> two years to hear and see and oh my feel. Uh, my hit replay this week is Bandit's Venom. And like I said, it's yeah. been Bandit. two years since we've, we've heard from them. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I was like, I haven't seen that name in a yeah, while. We, we talked about them on the on the show before, like especially like around their debut because we really loved the songs. What do they do? Dumb? Yeah, Dumb they did Jungle, and right? Jungle uh-huh. and, and yes. all of those tracks that they came out with around their debut. And then we didn't hear for them because the pandemic kind of had them uh. not really able to do anything. And so they they finally came back. And it's it's great to see that they were able to, you know, survive and 
come back even harder because this yeah. song oh my gosh it was it was the first second i heard it it was my replay all of their songs are great and each song kind of comes with a different concept and i think that they i mean venom is kind of like a it's a, it's a key word we've been hearing a lot recently in kbok but even though it's it's overplayed they do it so well like they really make the concept their own and so i'm really excited to share this this comeback with you guys all right. Let's do it. Okay. Podcast listeners, if you want to react along with us, we're going to hit play in three, two, one. Venom, Venom, yeah. Seizure inducing. Yeah. I'm already dancing. Right. <laughs> <laughs> she got picked up in the claw machine. <laughs> yeah, so definitely like R and like a uh, EDM hip hop. Yeah. Yeah, driving beat. Yeah. Right from the beginning. <laughs> Little rock guitar. I love this mm. jacket that she's wearing. These nails. Mm. Like, what's that drop looking like? I love that the, the guitar, or not, not guitar, like riding a motorcycle in the chorus. Mm-hmm. Are they saying spit, spit? Spit, spit, venom. Mm-hmm. <laughs> spit, spit, venom, yep. Bonamana. Yeah, so the concept for this is like they're they're trapped in this kind of like heart world is what they call it. And so they're trying to okay. escape into the X world, which is this world that they can create all their own. So you'll see a lot of like heart imagery and X imagery throughout the music video. If you want to just do it. No one can stop this. Everybody's got a motorcycle. <laughs> right? They don't ride them. I mean, they don't drive them. Yeah, I noticed that. There's like a stunt double yeah. right here. <laughs> it's for the best. We don't want any accidents. part where you're just like jumping up at the concert <laughs> mm-hmm. party time yeah this would be great mm-hmm. live like at a festival oh yeah Coachella you listening right all of the CG explosions behind them <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's like anime mm-hmm. yeah yeah so that was Bandit's 
Venom. They're they're from the same company as uh, Chungha. What was it? Oh. MNH oh, okay. Entertainment. So they're they're the only girl yeah. group at MNH. So like I said, it was really, really exciting for us to see them coming back after being gone for so long because, you know, you know, MNH, even though they have Chungha, yeah. still a small company. So there was there was a big if about when they would possibly disband, but so excited to see them coming mm-hmm. back. And with this new kind of concept, like they've always kind of had a strong kind of vibe, but with this one... Because like Dum Dum was mo- and Jungle were more of like this glamorous, elegant, pretty kind of thing, but Venom is like leather jackets, chains, fire yeah. print. Like <laughs> it's it's I, uh, all of it. I love it. Kind of like fits in with a tomboy comeback. Yeah, kind of more more tomboy. Mm-hmm. Kind of like the, it's it follows a little bit more of that palette that we've seen of these these girl crush kind of concepts. Definitely mm-hmm. girl crush. I think my favorite record from. Um, Bandit was a song called My Error. I think it was on their first, whatever, the other EP. Mm-hmm. And it was like a straight throwback R&B record. And that was, I, it was like amazing. I was like, I listened to it and I was like, this could just totally pass for some classic 90s R&B record. Yeah. All right. yeah so guys, go, go, go check, check that it out. out. Go support Bandit. Check it out. You always dig into the B-sides, <laughs> DJ John. Yo, you got to check out the whole thing, you know? Right. I guess I do. <laughs> Can't judge a K-pop group by their by title the track. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so moving on to our new How You Minute segment. We want to talk about some things in around How You that we've been thinking about. What is... So, so John... Kick us off. What has yeah. grabbed your attention in in Hallyu this week? What do you what do you want to share with us? Well, I mean, I was paying attention to Lacera Fim's debut. Yeah, you you and you and the whole world, I think, because and <laughs> yeah. everyone else, <laughs> and it just seemed to be permeating everywhere. And um, oh yeah, and what's uh, back up a little bit? Who is Lacera Fim? Why should we care? Okay, so if you know about Eyes One. If you're a fan of Eyes One, two of the members, um, Chewan and um, Sakura, are in Lacera Fem. I don't know about the other members. I mean, I'm learning about Kim Garam now, but you know, it was a highly anticipated debut because it's on Hybe Entertainment, which is BTS and yeah. everything. So it was super highly anticipated. And then their debut was like, you know, a lot of people watched that. I watched mm-hmm. it. So yeah. And so there was this controversy that had been stirring up about one of the members, Kim Garam, about how there was some bullying going on and some school violence or something. But this came from an anonymous um, netizen who said that they went to school with her and suffered some abuse from, from Kim Garam. So that's kind of like what started the controversy. And then Hybe responded by putting her on a hiatus but then investigating so it just is really controversial so i was really interested in it because it's you know the allegations are things um about things that had happened in high school which i guess wasn't that long ago for them but you know (laughs) i think four years ago so you know i was just interested in it because i just want to it's it's more like how much power do anonymous people on the internet have? Mm. And, you know, 
they're disrupting this debut from this group and um, citing things that are from the you know the like in high school and I, I just find it interesting. It's like if anybody like looked into my high school past or something. And if I was debuting on mm-hmm. some kind of thing, it would be I like, know. you know, and maybe just because of the times or something, but you know, no one's born perfect. And sure. There are things that like, um, you can ask for apologies for, and then there are things that are illegal and are against the law. And if you've committed crimes, but for this, it just seemed like Someone had their feelings hurt and it doesn't, it seemed tangential as well from just the things that I read about it. She wasn't really directly involved. Mm. And there was a lot of like, she kind of like with the school kind of copped a plea because it was the easiest thing to do, but she wasn't involved with any kind of like actual violence or anything. And and in fact, I, I think some of the reporting said that she was a victim of slander as well in the high school but it it just turns into this like who knows what happened really and the, you know people are waiting for more facts to come out so I, you know i just thought that that was really interesting so yeah i really appreciate you bringing this up john because i mean it reminds me of the number of scandals that have been like roiling the k-pop scene forever like since k-pop was born And in a past edition of our newsletter, I wrote about what if these K-pop scandals were handled in a more abolitionist or transformative justice kind of way versus what we're seeing here, which is possible harm being handled in a carceral justice way. So like what, what we're seeing here as we see time and time again is people who feel a certain way, there might've been harm done, there might've not been, we don't know, but they they feel a certain way, they feel upset. And in order for them to feel powerful again, or for them to feel better, quote unquote, they want to bring Kim Garam down for her to be powerless, for her to be punished, for her to feel pain. And that is like a carceral justice way of thinking that, that the way to get justice or to make things right again or equal is to hurt somebody. And um, in our newsletter, we talked about what are what are other options that take into account maybe like shaming and, and punishing is not the way to to change behavior or to have someone realize they were wrong or apologize. What other options do we have? You know, I really hope that in the future uh, (laughs) we can see these things handled differently. That's really interesting, too, because I guess one of the other things that kind of bothers me about this and other things is that, you know, misinformation or just like straight up not, not having any evidence for anything. You're just saying something. And, you know, what you were saying, like somebody might feel a certain way. But unless you really know what happened or you are that person, you don't know what's going on in people's heads. And so far, there has been zero anything, really. Like the, at the end of all of this, there was like some kind of um, paperwork that was filed that s- certain people did transfer schools. The reasons being is just complete hearsay and completely like 
so this, to me, it's like this could all just be completely nothing. Somebody totally made it up. And the fact that it's like anonymous people, you don't know, you know, like when, when I look at comments on, you know, uh, you know Lesser FM and people talking about Kim Garam as if, you know, what they're talking about are facts already. And it's right, like, right. they're, they they're really, they <laughs> it's like, th- there's nothing, you know, the only thing is that like you, you heard somebody no say idea. something. Yeah. And that, yeah. And that person that said it, you don't really know who they are or anybody commenting. If they had a picture or like video, like us talking, you get to see the person, you get to be like, oh, okay, that person is actually nine years old or <laughs> that person, you know what I mean? It's like, and for the fact that like, you know, K-pop fans are young women, they could be like 12 and just, hey, let me try doing this. And you have no idea what's going on. And the fact that it like snowballs into this thing where the actual label has to sit there and pay attention to it and go, hey, something's happening here is just mind blowing to me. Like, you know, I come from like a hip hop R&B background and like anybody gets in trouble, they use that like, oh, he went to jail. He's going to sell like 10 million records. 50 Cent got shot nine times, like et cetera. In K-pop, it's like completely the opposite. And it's Mm -hmm. just, I just find it really like fascinating. That's so true. I think that's a great segue into my how you thing. Actually. (laughs) Yeah. So Stephanie, what, what is your how you think for this week? Yeah. So yeah, DJ John just talked about the differences between how, how scandal or harm uh, or crime is handled Mm -hmm. in the hip hop scene versus in the K-pop scene. And this links up pretty well with what I'm about to share, which is recent Rolling Stone interview with top girl group Blackpink. And in particular, Jenny's comments about hip hop in that interview. Um, Some of the things she said were, this is not all, this is not necessarily in order, but some of the things she said were, what we do, what Blackpink does, is not rebellious hip hop. It's just cool. (laughs) And hip hop isn't just rap. Like, Rihanna can make anything hip hop. It's it's hip hop is the spirit of cool. It's vibes. It's swag. So those are some quotes from Jenny. And they're, I think, sparking a lot of conversation online, especially the Twitter sphere, especially, mm-hmm. um, you know, I'm, I'm seeing a lot of black K-pop fans and black commenters weighing in. And when I read this, my immediate thought was, you know, it's actually kind of refreshing to hear. <laughs> now, pe- people might not agree with this, but I think it's I actually think it's refreshing to hear someone just lay it out clear like that, that what K-pop is doing is not really hip hop. It's not rebellious in the way that original hip hop was and that really all they're trying to do at the end of the day is capitalize off of this superficial thin layer of aesthetic, of like visual swag, vibe, fashion, accent, um, <laughs> facial expression, yeah. <laughs> uh, like how Hair. you say some words. Style, it's like the, the, style. the style, the style, the thinnest layer on top is mm-hmm. what the K-pop labels have skimmed off and are just milking it like for millions. And like, it's just, it's, it's refreshing to me to see it just written so clearly like that. I don't think Jenny meant to be so honest about, (laughs) (laughs) 
about what K-pop is doing. Yeah. <laughs> because it's yeah, it's it's um from from a like an authentic hip hop perspective, like yeah, K-pop is not it. But yeah, I, I think she just laid it out and there there you have it. Like Kate like Accurate. I, yeah, accurate truth. And that's how it, you know, from my understanding, that's how K-pop was really kind of incepted in the beginning mm-hmm. with Sotaiji. Like he's just yeah. copying Cypress Hill. Like he was just yeah. copying hip hop and New Jack Swing and just being goofy. And it's like yes, if he tried dancing, to do that in right. if he tried to do that in America, I mean people just laugh at him because it was kind of whack. Yeah. But in Korea, no one had seen that. And the parents are like, what's this whole new thing? And um it was kind of innocent in that way. And I feel like it kind of stays innocent. Except for like, you know, uh, the CEOs in the background going, how much money can we make from that? But <laughs> mm-hmm. that but part. other than that, like K-pop is definitely, it is a vibe. It's it's not about the black struggle, number one, because no, it's like- it's definitely that. <laughs> Korea, totally divorced you know? from that, yeah. <laughs> and even like the, the K-hip-hop scene, you yeah. know, these dudes are just copying- Oh, um, yeah you know, hip hop artists, like they, they don't trap, they don't do any of that stuff. And Mm-mm. it's just kind of like, no, they're just, you know, it's just borrowing a style. It's, you know, hip hop influenced th- this whole thing. Exactly. And the one, one last thing I'll say on this is that the American hip hop scene did this skimming off and capitalizing first. Like, no doubt. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I, I don't want to draw this line and say like, oh, K-pop is so bad. It's like, no, I I can name, yeah, black hip-hop artists who traffic in this. Oh, yeah, 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 This yeah. just aesthetic, the cool, the swag, and they're not really saying nothing. They are not. Yeah. <laughs> they nah. are not invested in the black struggle for um, liberation at all. One other thing, too, is like, you know, not all of hip hop is about the black struggle. Like there was definitely mm-hmm. just party records that like mm-hmm. w- were done. in the, Actually, the first like commercial hip hop song, Rapper's Delight, was not about yeah, the black yeah, yeah. struggle. It was about like going to your friend's house for dinner, you know? Totally. So <laughs> it's like. Uh, yeah, there's I, I layers, there's it. nuance to this. Totally. And like all, all the critiques <laughs> that can be like thrown at K-pop, like. Throw them right back, <laughs> like the American. What, what, what were the pro- well. What was the problem with what Jenny said? Was it were people saying like that they didn't oh, agree there, with there her? Some people like, how dare she comment on what hip hop is at all? How can she dare to tell us like what real hip hop is and what is not? Like that was some of the comments. Us that meaning I saw. like um, black people, like black Americans or something, yeah, or just yeah, black people exactly. in general. Like she shouldn't weigh in. She she nailed it though, and it, it yeah. to me it's just kind of like yo that that I don't think it was personal. It wasn't anything Mm-mm. like she had an axe to grind with. Like she's totally black oblivious. American. <laughs> no, yeah, <laughs> it's like she ain't uh, studying you. Like and that that's <laughs> I think that is that can be painful too from a black perspective. That like wow, look at these people making millions off of hip hop, and they don't even mm, think about us. Mm. Well, you know there was also like. Um, there was a Hot 97 interview with Jay Park maybe ah, yeah. four oh, years ago. Do you remember yeah, that? Yeah. I do. And he was yeah. saying, like in the middle of it, he just was like, you know, saying, listen, you know, black people created this. And so yeah. like, we're a little protective of something that is 
ours because it's like we would been held down for so long. And, you know, in the beginning of hip hop, there wasn't like a lot of love. And now mm -hmm. it's like a thing. And mm. now um, it's the number one format in the country. Yeah. And so like, it's like when other people are doing it, it's like, you better come with like some soul, some, you know, some bars, etc. Some appreciation, yeah. Exactly. Just like appreciate the forefathers or whatever. Just have some respect right. and then you'll be fine. You know, I mm. think he put it really well. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. Cool. So I think Michaela... Yeah, just just real briefly to to, to wrap it up, kind of sure, taking sure. taking a turn, but also kind of relating to I guess the the origins and like the culture of K-pop. Oh yes, the origins. Yeah, so Stanford just had a, a conference. I think it was May nineteenth through the twentieth to celebrate the twentieth anniversary of their North Korea K-pop and the Korea program at Stanford. So they had a lot of keynote speakers, um, but more importantly. Lin Suman, Sunsei Nim, and Suho from EXO were there. <laughs> More importantly, Suho from EXO. <laughs> More importantly, Suho. <laughs> so you had so you had so Suho giving his little keynote speech in English. So it was very, really, really—he was so nervous. It was so cute, giving English about his <laughs> his experience from K-pop from the first perspective, talking about how his 10 years with EXO and like what that meant to him, kind of, and giving this these examples of of how he, you know parasocial relationships and how that's worked out for him, <laughs> mm. basically. Um, and then Isuman talking about, you know, his uh, K-pop's globalization and how, like, K-pop wouldn't be K-pop if it wasn't for SM and him taking Korean <laughs> culture and making it a yeah, soft yeah. power and right. then bringing it to the world. <laughs> and then he brought in his, like, culture technology and NFTs oh, no. and how he's going to create yeah, yeah. This, this blockchain ecosystem where creativity becomes an economic activity and then the SM metaverse with NFTs. and. <laughs> Wow. Yeah, it was it was a lot, but I would I would definitely recommend checking it out, especially Suho's little keynote about, you know, parasocial relationships. That. I will. Yes, yeah. we'll skip to that part. <laughs> yeah. Um Yeah, and I think And that's actually like during Oh, sorry. No, Can so, I say go, one more on, thing? John. Yeah, yeah, of course. Before we go before we roll, like um Suho's um that whole thing was great. But then like the, the woman that was sitting next to him, who was like a higher up somewhere, she had a lot of really insightful things to say about the industry oh, also. Right, so yeah. check it out for that too. Yeah. She's actually, nice. I believe the, the person you're talking about, she's the CEO of CJ yeah. e America. So oh, she, wow. yeah, she knows. And she, she was very articulate. <laughs> yeah, she does. This concludes our hit replay episode for the fourth week of May. Plug your things, everybody. Where can we find you <laughs> online? And like, what should we be listening to from you? Did you go first? Yeah. yeah. So like I do K-pop mixes. You can check all that out at kpopmain.com. What? And then um, I have a new show on my terrestrial radio station. It's a commercial hip hop station. And they're letting me do a K-pop show on there. It's like never oh been God, done in the yes. whole country. And mm -hmm. so like now I can like develop relationships with like major American labels that are signing mm -hmm. K-pop acts and be like, look, I'm going to give you guys spins. Like, what's up? You know, and like, <laughs> hopefully, you know, so we'll see what's to come. But yeah. Get at me. Yeah. How, wait, how can we support? How can we watch that? Mm -hmm. um, you could, it's, a, it's on my Mixcloud channel. So like everything's okay, at djjohn.com. Yeah, on the Mixcloud. So yeah, I'm a, I'm, yeah it's all there. It. Oh, I would love to listen to K-pop radio. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I know. All right. You can find me on Twitter at sparker2. And I'm on Twitter at Michaela J. K-pop. You can also tweet all of us at the K-pop cast. 
And I think we're also going to link to that newsletter, Stephanie, that you mentioned at the... Yes, the Transformative Justice Newsletter. Yes, you can Relevance all... for our times. Yeah, all, <laughs> all the links and things nice. at the description of this episode. And bye. Then